0: Hey, history lovers, I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, a show about the past, rediscovered. One of democracy's most unreliable cliches is that anyone can run for and win elected office if they really just put their mind to it. This cliche, while inspiring to third graders seeking election as classroom captain, fails to account for lobbyists' political action committees, focus groups, the electoral college, polls, gerrymandering, hackers, fake news, social media, and occasionally the weather. But while these political warts hadn't yet surfaced in early Greco democracies, the Greeks, in their infinite philosophical wisdom, no doubt sensed robocalls were coming when instead of holding elections for government offices, they simply pulled names out of a toga cap. Well, not a cap, per se. And not everyone's name was up for grab. Just the men. But to fill many of the most important positions of government, the Greeks held lotteries. One minute, you could be irrigating your grove. The next, you were banging a gavel. In his new book, Can Democracy Work?, James Miller wrote, To anyone accustomed to, to the importance of periodic elections in most modern democracies, the use of a lottery to select a city government seems counterintuitive. Yes, especially if you believe that standing in line to vote for hours, as millions of Americans did this week for the midterm elections, is one of the fundamental pillars of democracy. The Greeks weren't really feeling that, especially a fellow named Cleisthenes. Born around 570 BC, his family was well-to-do, the sort of people who, as Miller put it, preferred a system of letting prominent men of noble birth, like Cleisthenes, vie for popular support with help from their networks of wealthy friends and clients. In some ways, Cleisthenes was a man of the people. He thought a political system that relied on powerful men simply picking other powerful men to govern was a gross injustice to the broader republic. Sounds logical, but he also believed that even nominating people for election would ultimately be unfair. Political historian George Treadymass in an academic journal paper titled Constitutional Choice in Ancient Athens: The Rationality of Selection to Office by Lot, wrote that enabling more citizens to hold office for short time periods gave the people an opportunity to experience holding office irregardless of wealth or class. Picking names out of a toga cap, Cleisthenes reasoned, was actually the epitome of democracy. He successfully helped institute a system whereby any male citizen, at least once in their lives, could serve in key government positions like councils or tribunals. The advantages, historians say, were many. An advantage for local councils, Tretty Mass wrote, was that the decisions made by such a board will be accepted as the decisions made by the population. Factionalism and corruption would be greatly reduced. Government officials couldn't be bribed in advance. Backroom deals would be nearly impossible. And all of these benefits would trickle down throughout society. Happy times for all. Well, Probably not for Socrates. Tretty Mass wrote, Socrates thought it was ridiculous that the Athenians appointed magistrates chosen by lot when they would never have thought of choosing a helmsman or architect or flute player that way. Putting aside the flautist issue, which is probably not germane to democracy, there were real downsides to lotteries. Namely, that totally unqualified people would be making decisions on matters instead of those with specific qualifications. Some of these lucky winners were no doubt very dumb. So, the Greeks made exceptions. Positions in finance in the military were done by election, and also, at times, in conjunction with aptitude tests. And the Greeks weren't the only ones pulling names out of hats way back when. The Italians and Swiss did it too. As contemporary democracy has emerged, the lotteries slowly vanished in favor of ballots and voter booths. But the spirit of these ancient Greek lotteries live on in daily democratic life. Like when your number comes up for jury duty. I'm Mike Rosenwald. Thanks for listening. For more forgotten stories from history, visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod.